0: Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping the Keg podcast episode Episode. 513. Mitch on the other side of Zoom, Charlie here with you. We're talking Brewers second half. We're going to talk about why there's no clock on the Milwaukee Bucks. And then hard knocks interest from Packer fans. We'll get into all of that. We are back from a week hiatus uh and ready ready to roll usually when we uh take a little breather the shows are straight fire uh i don't know what that says about us mitch but it seems like we just missed we missed yakking it up about sports so what's happening dude how are you doing
1: good uh yeah i mean you're right i just think there's this yeah it's more about just coming back fresh i think a little bit like anytime it's like load management i mean it's just the right. same thing it's it's you take a week off and you you're you're fresh and ready to rock and roll the next time but I yep. will say, and, you know, we took we took the week of the fourth off um, and now we're, we're recording the night of the ESPYs, which, you know, everybody else is let, sitting around letting the fan blow up their ass. We're uh, <laughs> we're, grinding. we're grinding. I said, I list, hey, I said that on Monday. I said,
0: hey, there is not a local p- content that you're going to get, you know, four episodes on the deadest week of the year. Which I don't know is a word. I don't care. Right. But, like, you're not getting that much content out of anybody. Everybody's doing their summer content. Now, did I do some with the Packer power ranking stuff I did this week? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. But at the same time, like, I don't know how many people are putting out this much content, reacting to stuff in the moment. I think it's all great. Everybody has to get back to work on Friday when the Milwaukee Brewers get started. The Bucks Summer League will be done then the race for or the race slash intrigue for who their 15th guy will be. And then we're a week away from training camp then because training camp starts on the twenty sixth, So we are knocking, knocking on heaven's door for that. And every week we'll get the cheap, shameless engagement bait content of X about a day is still football. Or I think I saw that NBC was mm-hmm. like nine weeks from now, you guys are going to be watching Cowboys and Giants. And I was like, am I,
1: will I like, I, I don't know, probably, but I'll tell you what. One yeah, not... yeah, yes, you will be watching it, Charlie. I'll be watching it. Yeah. You'll be watching it. Well, I was going to say probably 30 million Americans will be watching it.
0: Right. And one thing I am not looking forward to this year is the abundance of AFC East primetime games, NFC East primetime games. Like we are all the way back with NFC East being like a primetime darling. And that sucks. Cuz I don't well, know how many I don't know how many Giants Cowboys games I've watched in my life, but probably a lot. Oh yeah. Probably 100.
1: Oh um, yeah. And, uh, no, I was thinking about how, I think I was watching Levitard's YouTube channel, like his show on YouTube. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if it was today's show or recently, but you know, the Daniel Snyder topic's always going to be there for you on a slow oh, yeah. week. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and, and we'll talk about the honest thing too, cause it's, it just seems like. It's his turn today,
0: I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's in the fucking water. I mean, you had the Simmons stuff. You had this doctor, whatever, Darko score, whatever the motherfucker that was. Um, you know, it's just it's been one of those days. So, yeah, yeah we're a little we're a little spicy uh, coming into this, which is a good thing. You know, we this is the last show of the week. Uh, we will both be at FanFest, a bash party for a good friend, Michael, um, unless a, I did say if a trade broke that we would do a pod for my phone. I don't know how sober we would be in for that podcast but we would we try to make it work.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't
0: know.
1: As long as as long as I have some motor skill. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. the the pro, the problem would be is we we'd have the retro
0: daddy ch- jumping in We'd we'd probably get an wanting to yeah, give his opinion. Yeah, there's no. We would way. I don't we'd want get a that. lot. We would get a lot of carnival barkers ready, ready to uh give their opinions on if there's a buck trade that happens tomorrow. So, but hopefully, hopefully not the case. But let's let's dive in with the Milwaukee Bucks. Or Milwaukee Brewers, excuse me. Uh other Milwaukee team who start play again on Friday, weirdly against the Cincinnati Reds. Gordon Burns will be towing the rubber again on Friday night. Uh, against Graham Ashcraft who's been somewhat of a gas can not somewhat he's been a gas can this year the Brewers tagged him for 10 runs uh, in early June in Great American Ballpark. Mitch what are what are things kind of on your list of things you're looking forward to or things you're just excited about in the second half with when it comes to the Milwaukee Brewers?
1: Uh, I mean I, I would say first of all in general I'm I'm a little more optimistic, I think, than I was a couple of weeks ago. I mean, they they finished the first half strong and sometimes that can be um an issue. I mean Oh yeah. It, it you know, it's there's no way to know really. I guess maybe we could we'd have to look back on it.
0: I um, I actually did. I can pull the numbers. I haven't probably in my notes. I'll I'll find it. Keep talking.
1: But they often I mean there was that one year where they they really sputtered into the All Star break, and they lost like four or five in Pittsburgh. I think we'll never forget about that. Yep. And it's one of that was one of those where it's like, man, we the All Star break just can't get here fast enough. Mm-hmm. Um, in kind of in the opposite situation where, right? You know, a nice series against the Reds to end the first half. You and I were in attendance on Saturday. They <clears throat> squeeze one out Sunday against the Reds in typical fashion. Yep. And you know, win the series and are now a game out as we start. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Um, they are. Second, the, the proverbial second half of the season. So, I mean, I I just, I, I expectations wise or just any, I don't know, will, will Corbin Burns pick a side? Will he, will he, will he stand up? Um, if you will, will the real Corbin Burns stand up? I mean, you saw, Flashes, you saw pretty solid, I guess. To the you know, as the team kind of improved in general, you saw um, improved play w- with through with him, you know. But him too, like, still is having trouble avoiding the the the, the shitty inning, right? Um I don't want to say big inning, but you know, the inning where no Freddie Peralta, Freddie Peralta has the
0: big inning. So Freddie Peralta yeah. is Dominican Dave Bush. Like we're gonna start calling him Dominican Dave yeah he's having,
1: he's having trouble um for sure but you know but again most of them are. It seems like every game where you're getting three four great innings and then it's just you know Brewers get out to a lead and then it's it's gone like that. So I mean I think he's probably the one I'm watching the most because I think he has a lot to um a lot to say recently and also like just a lot of kind of pressure on himself, I think. And I think it's a huge second half upcoming for him. I mean, I I don't I don't anticipate the Brewers being sellers at at this point. But you know, and and again, true, a closer is different from your ace pitcher. I mean, there's there's no question. But they were in this position last year, and you know they sold off one piece, and it was a big one. And it and it and I think they we talked about it before. They learned their lesson, I think. So I would assume that you know it's kind of kind of go time especially with the way they played into the all-star break i think that probably solidified themselves as as buyers now i, I don't know what they're going to right they're going to do you right. know it's, it's yeah. you got to be realistic realistic with everything and totally um, so well anyway, let's I'll let you let's jump peal, in. I'm no
0: no yeah let's peel let's peel some of those onions here so let's start with burns i mean well burns and the buying thing uh the one of the cincinnati beat writers wrote a very interesting column about Just the overall NL central, what are they going to do, right? Right. And Burns took kind of what the reporters thought as maybe a shot, which I didn't think Burns was wrong, uh, where there's like, of course, if the Reds with that 569, 5.69 starting rotation ERA were to add a starter, there's a difference maker, right? It could help, Burns says, but I think they need a lot more pitching than maybe one starter. He's not wrong. Like, and Burns in that interview, which, and like, I think the Brewers media does a pretty good job. I respect them. They put out a lot of good content, but weirdly this Cincinnati reporter, I felt like got more information out of Corbin Burns than Mm -hmm. I've got the whole fucking year. And I, and like, look, that might, he might just been comfortable. He might've known that he doesn't, you know, he can't necessarily feed him lines because he doesn't know this guy, but Burns was like, yeah, Matt Arnold's been in the clubhouse. He's told us that we're going to be buyers. He said he's not. He has lunch with us. He comes and hangs out in the clubhouse. Like all this stuff where I'm like, holy fuck. This is A, this is great no- knowledge. But B, this is great to hear. This is exactly, I think, what Brewers fans want to hear. Like this should be screamed from the rooftops of like, not only are they a buyer, but it seems like they have a front office and a general manager that, Kind of gives a shit about them And doesn't necessarily treat Them like property right And I I think David Stearns Because he's a robot because he's A Mark Zuckerberg Elon Musk Type was just sort of callous And was like fuck you like best Move for the team we're gonna go get it Not worry about any Sort of emotion that That
1: might go into it right Yeah clearly I mean, and, and Stearns Clearly thought that last year's team Didn't have it which you know they're not much different than this year's team. And, mm-hmm. you know, so far, if you want to just take, I guess, pure record, um, you know, they're about the same, you know, 10 games above 500, kind of in that range. Right. And, you know, but I don't know. Um, it's, they, well, do, they, they do seem to be playing a little better. But yeah. I don't know. We, we were at the game at Fenway um, end of July last year, like literally two days before the trade deadline in it. They had, they had one. Friday and Saturday, that series, they were hot. Uh, They came out, they came out hot out of the gates. And I think
0: looking back on that was that they, they kind of, I think started to get wind that something might happen. And they tried to make a case to David Stearns, like, Hey, please do not do this. Like, don't do this. Mm -hmm. Like I, that's how I read that. And, and, and maybe I'm, I'm totally projecting I've never, but if I were to ever get lucky enough to like, have a Corbin Burns or a Josh Hader like that's obviously pie in the sky shit. But I would certainly ask that question. Like, did you guys like have a sense this might happen, and is that why you played really well out out the gates in the after the All Star ring?
1: I I just I have to think that they they learned their lesson um, totally. There's that, just like I feel like I'm I'm trying to pull it up here. I don't know. I can't prove it without looking at it. But okay, so um. Attendance is a little down this year Yep. Um, for the Brewers by almost 3,000 according to baseball reference. I assume that's per game mm-hmm. um, or no, no, actually it's not. That's total. So, that, so they're basically 61, They're basically uh, yeah, so flat. So right. So a little bit down, yeah. but you know, definitely not trending up. Um, and, and I, I would imagine that has a lot to do with it. I mean, people were, you know, because we're we're fully out of you know what by now, and yep. um the C word, and um, we are. Uh,
0: no, I mean, Summerfest was it, it, up forty percent. Like, yeah, yeah, there are other
1: there are, are other f- things spending their money are, other ways,
0: right? People are going to different things. There are also a lot more events, right? You you just are busier in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I don't think that they would they would do this again, especially because the Central is more open than it was last year, right? Like, you were competing with the Cardinals. Cardinals were pretty damn good last year. This year, you are the class of the NL Central. Like, I know the Brewers are one game back of the Reds, but the Reds are at this point because they went 24-8, and but they also have a starting pitching ERA of nearly six. Like, at any point, that levy can break, and it's fucking over, right? And it's just, like, it falls apart for them. And these six games are crucial for the Brewers. And the Brewers have a very tough, if you want to be negative about buyer-seller, they have a really tough rest of, the rest of July is not easy for our Milwaukee Brewers with two series against the Reds, two series against the Braves, a series against the Phillies. Like, there is a world where this thing goes sideways. I don't think it will. I think that Brewers have kind of started to figure some things out. Right now they are sixth in baseball for the month of July in OPS at 813 as a team. They have 10 home runs that time. They have 85 hits. They're batting 277 as a team. They've also taken 42 walks during that time as well. They are playing really good offensive baseball right now. And as crazy as this sounds, Mitch, like they they've only got they the last time they got their asses kicked in a baseball game where you're like, That's an, that couldn't have been an either or game. They just got physically beat was the July or June. I think it was June 26th. Don't June 29th. I'm sorry. Against the New York Mets where David Peterson shut them down. But other than Mm. that, it's been, they've lost on a walk-off. They've lost in extra innings. They lost in the ninth inning. They blew a lead uh, against Cincinnati dealer. Cruz steals home. Like those, any of those games could have been wins. And that's so what it's i was like, gonna say
1: is over the last two weeks, I mean, it's been it's been the pitching that's kind of been more the issue. Totally, yeah. And I, I don't I mean, I would expect that to kind of even out a little bit, other mm-hmm. than you know, the last game with a one nothing win, which was right. you know a, v- a vintage victory. Wade Miley.
0: Wade Miley, I mean, definitely one of the I did the winners and losers of the first half. I feel like Wade Miley is definitely one of those guys that you're like, wow, been a yeah. incredible Wade's year been, for him.
1: Wade's been good. I just I do worry about him a little bit just cuz he's getting up there and it, it does seem there. like every start it's like cramps or mm-hmm. um you know and he he missed what six weeks or something. Yep, with already. that lat injury. And you know, they got to bring him back slowly. You know, you're probably never going to get more than more than six out of him. You know, which is mm-hmm. which is fine in 2023. I mean, people people um you know, baseball people are generally okay with that. I'd be fine with that. You know, six innings is, is good in 2023. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like our dads or something where, (laughs) you know, pitchers back in the seventies pitched every third day or every other day Mm
0: -hmm. through nine
1: innings. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm going down the list of potential trade targets for, I mean, I feel like
0: Candelario from the uh, Nationals. Nationals is probably the most realistic, right? Uh, I think like a guy like Eloy Jimenez or Paul Goldschmidt would be nice to have. Would be awesome. Would be a great conversation. Great engagement bait. But let's be honest, like Eloy Eloy is going to take the fucking farm. Like it's going to be a big package because he has a big contract, and Goldschmidt's going to also take a lot because it's a division rival. And they're not. What gonna... about
1: uh, what about Paul DeYoung from the Cardinals?
0: I mean, I would. Lo- I wouldn't mind a flyer on Paul DeYoung. I would. I would definitely do that because I, I. I don't think that would take as much. I think if they are out on Paul DeYoung or out on Tyler O'Neill, who it was mentioned with the Brewers was the outfielder, uh, hits lefties well. Um, I, I'd be totally okay. Right. I'd rather take a risk on a younger guy. Than like an Adam Duvall, right? Who could be available for the Red Sox because Jared Duran's been really good for the Red Sox. So Duvall's now expendable. I I, Duvall's fine, but he's an old guy, right? You're and he's a Renfro type. He's a walk, homer, strikeout kind of Mm -hmm. guy. Like you're, you know what you're getting with Adam
1: Duvall. Basically, is what I'm what I'm trying to say. That's true. Paul DeYoung has a two sixty nine with eight eighty one OPS against lefties. Yeah, uh, I mean, in that's, thirty games,
0: right? And and that fifty-two against,
1: and that could be your second Latties.
0: base. That could be your second baseman. And you know, as and sure. if he has some defensive issues, you bring in Terang. You know, later in the later in the game. I mean, uh, John Mozalek, the Cardinals president, said that they're going to be sellers. He announced that today. I think we can finally kind of close the book on worrying about the St. Louis Cardinals, even though they are zombies think once you say your sellers like
1: the the vibes aren't going to be high in that locker room you know starting on friday that's true but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to just like uh-huh. give away or auto or goldschmidt i mean you, right. were, you were alluding to that too i mean just with with goldie like i shouldn't have called him goldie that's disgusting <laughs> um with goldschmidt that um it's probably going to take a lot more than what the brewers would be typically willing to give up Yep. I don't know. What does he have? Does Goldschmidt have next year yet? Goldschmidt well, has just... a nice
0: contract. Yeah. It's like $33 million for basically one and a half years. So you have 11 so. this year, 22 next year. So it's not going to cost you a ton. It's
1: Basically what Yalich makes. I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, where it's a half a season, you know, left on this year. Yeah. I'll be 20, 25 ish next year. 22 next year. Um, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it's That's... very
0: affordable. But but every team who needs a bat is gonna try to get Paul Goldschmidt. Like the right. New York Yankees are gonna try to get Paul Goldschmidt. The Yankees would be foolish not to try to get Paul Goldschmidt. And they are under so much pressure. Now there's been this weird there was this weird thing of in Yankees Twitter that went viral where they're like, We need to be feared again. We need to be the box bombers. Give me Nolan Arenado and Juan Soto. And I'm like, Yeah, and you're fucking broad, dude in your fucking bra like no chance <laughs> like shut the fuck up like i just uh, yankees fans are the goddamn worse like i wish it was a rivalry it, it isn't because you know, we're not even in the same same uh league but still it's just something else man i i just it's it annoys me but like Goldschmidt's yeah. a realistic option for that they should go after Goldschmidt, but and that's sometimes my contention with you know fans and they get mad, well, the Brewers don't want to move off their assets. They don't want to move off their assets. Well, people are at different stages of, you know, where where they need to be. The Yankees' window is kind of right now. Aaron Bo- Aaron Boone's ass is in the jackpot, okay? The Atlanta Braves, I don't think need Paul Goldschmidt, they have Matt Olson. they have uh, Ozuna dh for them, but if the Atlanta Braves are like, fuck it, we know our offense is good. How can we just make our offense the best ever? Let's go get Paul Goldschmidt, right?
1: Arizona. Well, what? I mean, that's what is this? The NBA? Uh, um, you're right. Oh, I know. There, Atlanta would be NBA style. You're right. That would be like. It, it wouldn't be unheard of. I mean, I mean, the Yankees used to do that shit all the time, right? You know, I mean, the Yankees are a little more frugal these days. Yes. Um, but you know, twenty years ago, that was the Yankees. I mean, there was right. like, oh, and, and it was the dot. It it is the, is the Dodgers last year too. I mean, where it's basically an all-star in every position and the, the, Oh, sorry. That's what the, that's, that's what the Braves have have done. And somehow the fucking Rangers had like six all-stars. Yeah. You know, the the entire, I don't know if that's injuries or what, I mean, but you know, I thought that was interesting. I'm like, wow, I didn't realize how many all-stars the Rangers had.
0: Yeah. And they, and they could definitely go for it too. They have a deep farm system and they could definitely, Make some, spl- make some noise. And I think it really, for some of these teams, the Rangers, the even the Brewers, the Arizona Diamondbacks, I think all those teams could be lumped in. It's like, how much of that farm do you give up when you might see the bigger picture? And no, more so Diamondbacks and Brewers, you know the Atlanta Braves are really fucking good, right? And mm-hmm. you know that it's it's going to be really tough. To beat that team in a seven-game series, I'm not saying it can't. It's baseball. We see it all the time. You know, in, you know, incredible teams lose. The 116 win Seattle Mariners did not make the World Series. They didn't even get to the World Series, and they won 116 games. The Braves aren't that good. They're they're good, but I don't know if they're 116 win game good. But so mm-hmm. it's like I I do I do just wonder like you know is that going to influence teams, especially in the National League? Versus, you know, the American League, which I think is a little, a little more open right now. I don't think there is a clear-cut favorite um, in in the in the American League with the Rays losing. I think six of their last seven to close out the the first half. Right? which is, yeah, you know, yeah, at some point you
1: had to expect the Rays to just kind of fall back to earth, right? A quick regression monster. I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm going to ask. I got a question for you. Yeah, and you tend to be a little more optimistic than me um, yeah. about sports. So the Brewers are 49 and 42. I just looked at it and I forgot already. Uh, How, I mean, how, you wouldn't trade Jackson Churio for anything, right? Yeah. I mean, like what, Would if the Brewers were, let's say 10 games better than they are right now, let's say they're flirting with, you know, they're up there with the Braves. Mm -hmm. Is that something you entertain?
0: No, no, it's too good. He's he's too good. Now, would I maybe trade Mizorowski? Would I maybe trade Tyler Black, Sal Freelick? Yeah. I just think Trio's unpushable. Uh, But Mm -hmm. those guys, I'd start having conversations. If I really felt like there was a guy to take the team over the top, to put it next level, to say, all right, you know, Freddie Peralta hasn't really been the pitcher that we've hoped he's been this year. If we could find, it'd be Burns, Woodruff and pick your favorite pitcher. I don't even know really who's available in the pitching market, but like if that's, you know, what you could take over the top or get an awesome, get like a, a combo, like the Scherzer Trey Turner deal that the Dodgers and Nationals did, if you could get that from a team, right? Like a uh, Lucas Giolito, Eloy Jimenez deal. That would be a good example of that, right? Like if you could do that and give up and you just really went for it. That, that to me would be my, my example. But yeah, well, I,
1: it'd, be, it'd be the Juan Soto trade.
0: Oh yeah, that's another one. That's 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 the other one where it's like and where yeah, you gave market. up your
1: like four of your top five prospects, right?
0: right. And James Woods, awesome, like he's a top and ten. He bot. Wait, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. yeah. Don't tell, don't tell Patrick said so. They don't, they don't like to hear that. Uh, I I also before we move on to the box, I'm very interested to see what happens with Jesse Winker. That's the guy mm-hmm. I have. Like Jesse Winker's been terrible. Uh, Barrel MKE. I shot them out earlier this week, but they had a thing that. Winker has worse stats than CC Sabathia did. The hitter in tw- in two thousand eight. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, god damn it! Like that was just yeah. like shoot me I right in the face. I, I I know that talk. I
1: scream. I I screamed at him at American Family Field. <laughs> I know that. I did. I I
0: did. I think I said "Learn Korea, buddy" to both him and Luke Weaver. And Murph gave me a look that, that wasn't PC. I don't know. Like. Korea has a good good
1: baseball program. Like that's where guys go. Yeah. Thomas yeah, Panone exactly. already and starting for the Kievatua. Well, Japan. Japan is probably the next the next one if you're yeah, right. in the power rankings. But get but, ready
0: to get ready to learn Chinese or uh, Japanese doesn't really go off the tongue as well as get ready to learn Chinese or Korean, you know? He does
1: have so. a 324 OBP, which is better right. than I thought.
0: Right, he takes walks, but that's it, and so it's like, it's like, and also they were, they had another Jesse Winker stat the barrel did that, uh the only guy who has a worse slugging percentage than Jesse Winker this season. Can you guess it? Two
1: fifty three. I mean, on the Brewers or in just in the league, just in the league in the Major League Baseball. And it's this is this doesn't include pitchers because that no. would no. be tough to kind of narrow down. Um. I have, I don't know. Asturi Ruiz. Uh, Colton Wong. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Ironically <laughs> enough. Uh, yeah. So. Trash for trash uh, trade. Classic. Right.
0: Exactly. So it's like, at some point, do you give Keston Hero that final shot and you're just like, all right, here we go. Like, this is it. You know, there's obviously a desperation angle for Keston that this is his moment to kind of become Nelson Cruz essentially uh, and just, you know, and be this key force for the Brewers. And that to me is the big sort of move roster shakeup. But I think Winker's a pretty good guy. Like I think he's a good clubhouse guy. I, think I don't
1: think he a is. Lot... I don't think he is. No, you don't. No, I, I feel like I've, I've heard, seen, read that he's, that he's not. And like, you can just, something about him. Watch him the next oh, time. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just little... watched him I just watched him on uh I think it was on Sunday Sophia interviewed him after the game on yeah. the field. And it just was like he just he'd rather be anywhere else, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is like okay. after a win you know, you expect people to be a little more right a little more and- uh
0: warm will say that keston like if you're trading him out for keston here keston's a like he knows all these guys right like he's played with most of these guys they know keston so there won't be like this like oh who's this random guy coming up to join the team and i i'm out on Freelick for now um his thumb injury has affected sort of the swing he's bad only 231 right now uh i don't i'm not advocating for a sal Freelick call up until until he's ready right and it's looking like it's more like september like you predicted hashtag mitch was right
1: well yeah i mean again in order for somebody to be in their second or third year i feel like guys need to look they're, they're not going to bring somebody up like right eight, 18 months after they're drafted yeah unless they're and i was free like might have been two years ago yeah I but think it was two years um ago. you know it unless you're Ryan Braun you know Juan Soto it's like and even the international guys you could argue are in the organization Mm -hmm. for longer you know but if you're a college dude it's I don't know it's unless you're like really really special and you know it doesn't mean you can't be it's just really hard I feel like after like a year or two after like one year of prominence in in a team system that they're just going to throw them up in there yeah it just I don't know
0: yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I I do wonder what would happen if, like Blake hurt, if Blake Perkins, for example, like pops a hammy or something. Not that I want Blake Perkins to get hurt because I think he's been sneaky good for the Brewers. But if he were to get hurt, like, what would the Brewers do? Would they just go, all right, yeah, we're calling Salah, or would they look at look somewhere else, <laughs> or you know,
1: yeah, one of their one of their, I
0: mean... one of their uh, you know collection outfielders that are on the on the forty man.
1: No, they'll just put Brian Anderson in right field. Yeah,
0: maybe right, and then call Hero and Castan will play first. The other guy to keep an eye on is Rowdy. Like, can the Jeff supron DL stint for Rowdy just turn him back into a competent first baseman?
1: Yeah, I mean, it—that's it, really what it is too—is the the Soupon DL stint. It's oh exactly yeah, right. That was—I mean—that was, I mean, was the classic. They, definition they tried. They tried for so long to to just to keep to stay with it. And then uh felt there was finally no choice. I mean it it uh wasn't long after the uh, the pitch clock strikeout that, that right. he was um maybe a game or two later that he was placed on the IL. So yeah, I mean obviously he's gonna be huge. I mean you don't really have again and, and I was gonna I was kind of looking at the, the guys who are injured and Woodruff appears to be on the mend. Yeah, he could and be back. Jay, Jay Cousins is is on the mend. Of whether or not he actually, you know, makes any noise, you know, but then there's Rowdy. I mean, it's like you're you're getting a, you're getting a couple bodies back, and Rowdy's going to be very important for the middle of that order. If he can return to anywhere that he was, you know, even last year, um, that'd be huge. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know they're they've they've missed a, a big bat really all year. Uh, I, I mean, Yelich has been has been yeah. Is having having a good season, but he tends to, you know, Craig likes him in the leadoff more often than not, and mm-hmm. that's fine. Um, you know, analytically, that's that's actually better, right? But um, so you kind of need that that secondary power bat, right? That's yeah, that's that's, that's Rowdy's role, and that, right? That's if what you, he's there to do.
0: If you have if you go, you know, Rowdy hitting third, actually potentially, or and then right. Adamus fourth. With Contreras as there's two hole hitter, like that's a real that could be a really tough one through four, right? And that could be a really you know difficult one through four for a pitcher to deal with. And it's just they just got to get going. And
1: we'll, well, we'll and f- it, that would that's a lot of a lot of ifs. I mean, if you oh, totally. Oh, 100%. For Rowdy like, and Willie, Willie Adamas get to keep their heads out of their asses. I mean, I mean Willie like, Adamas, I
0: mean, talk about a guy who unfortunate timing for the all-star break like he True. all of a sudden started to kind of put it all together over the weekend and then it's like well we'll hope that this this continues this carries over uh for for him but yeah I think it should be a really good second half I think it'll be a fun second half I would love to have playoff baseball in my life again uh and I I do want to point out the last thing I'll point out is for everyone that's like, oh, they're only here for the NL Central, and if it wasn't for the NL Central, they wouldn't be
1: anywhere close. They're only a half game out of the last wild card, so yeah. Shut, shut up. Well, that's that's yeah. I mean, the the Reds getting hotter than two squirrels the last right. month is or six weeks has really, really sort of hurt that narrative totally. Um, so, no, I mean. You know, it's gonna gonna probably be a pretty exciting race. I mean, because yeah. Cincinnati, you know, we were at the game on on Saturday and I'm looking, I think I, I don't know if I said to you or all you guys, I'm like, look at the Reds OPSs compared to the Brewers. Yeah. I mean, the Brewers have like nobody over nine hundred. Right. And the Reds had like Will Benson for Christ's sake, their nine hitter. Yeah, who, who lit up oh, the yeah. Brewers on Saturday. Noted Brewer uh, Killer, Will Benson now. Yeah, evidently. Yeah, um, he, he has like a nine hundred OPS as their nine hitter. No.
0: Yeah. You know? But I would, I'd counter with that and say, look at the ERAs of the
1: Reds. Pitches, right. So right? That's, that was and, my point was going to be, you know, it's, it's the, it's the yin and the yang. I mean, totally pitching tends to win out though, but then again, yeah. you got to score some runs.
0: Well, and it's absolutely wild that the Brewers and Reds are done playing baseball against each other next week, two weeks from now. actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, no, it's... And, and the Brewers right now are at five wins. And if they win these first two, Like, then now you're really in house money because you have tiebreak. Because then that and tiebreakers matter now in baseball. They don't do the 163 anymore. So if they get that seventh win, that's like the elusive win because they play 13 games and then they, you know, they're, yeah, Brewers are great. But if the Reds were to sweep us this weekend or even win two out of three, then, then that series in Milwaukee becomes really, really important. So we'll, we'll just have to see. Well, let's move on, uh, and talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. And while Bucks summer league is wrapping up, it seems like everybody wants to do is talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo, and this idea that maybe Giannis Antetokounmpo is losing a step that he's you know maxed out on potential. There's also discussion from Bill Simmons, who's pushing it very hard that he could be leaving, um, maybe to the Knicks, uh, which was more maybe. To rub Stephen A's belly. Uh Stephen A, who we had on his podcast, noted Knicks oh, fan, definitely. diehard Knicks fan. Uh so he was definitely placating Smith a little bit there. And then also Zach Lowe, who's been who was very hard on the Bucs, didn't know if he really saw the window next season for the Milwaukee Bucks. I yeah. have a statement, Mitch, before you react to all the things I laid out for you, I just want to say fuck your clocks. Um no the Bucks aren't on a clock. Giannis Antetokounmpo as long, unless something goes really sideways, is a buck for life. I think it wasn't a accident that Giannis and did the prayer emoji on a meme page that said Giannis and it was a picture of him and Steph or like these are the only two loyal guys, loyal guys left in the NBA. I I don't think that was on accident. And maybe I'm conspiracy Chuck here, but I just it's it seems a little too convenient. If you don't, if you catch my drift.
1: Yeah, well, right. The, the Stephen A. Thing, I think you I think you pretty much hit it on the head that he was he was rubbing his belly you know uh, Bill was and you know part of what makes Simmons great is just the way he is and mm-hmm. you know I hope it's on an act but there's there's you know it's the reactionary it's the well I guess, I, I just think it's it's we got to talk about something mm-hmm. but I just feel like a lot of the especially what you heard today in that little, and that little 14 minute breakout video that I watched—it's it, just a lot of like baseless shit. I mean, it's like, okay, yeah, players move around in the NBA. We've talked about it, you know, ad nauseum. That these are—that's the American guys. I mean, international guys, right? So, for for the most part, by and large, have outside of Paul Gasol, who probably didn't want to get traded, no, you know, the superstar international guys have stayed with their their teams forever and yeah it 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 is fair to question that the bucks have some issues going forward long term potentially short term who knows but does that mean that he's going to run away from it I mean I I just I don't that's not his personality that's not that's not what he does and it just sucks that we got about two years of peace, and now it's just constantly a thing and you know, again, it's, it's a fair discussion and that's, and that's part of part of why I don't, you know, start punching walls and stuff because it's like, I understand they're just discussing things and, but it's like, I I don't know. I I just, you know.
0: Yeah, I I get it. I, I get your frustration because it's like we're hit over the head every day with it and there's no sign that Giannis Antetokounmpo has any fractures within this organization. And it's pretty clear, at least on the Zach Lowe side, I don't know about the Simmons, Mark Lazarus relationship. I tried to find something and I couldn't, I thought maybe they did a podcast together. They didn't. Um, now he's a rich guy, Lazary rich guy, maybe he runs in similar circles. Lazary is friends. I think with Brian Koppelman, who's a close friend to Simmons. If you really want to get like into the like weeds and putting the pieces together, but still, it's like it seems like a lot of it is based on our guys are gone from this team. Bud's gone for Zach Lowe. I think there was some Lazarus connection. And now it's like, all right, now we're gonna wonder and speculate. And why did Lazarus sell early? And and we've went over that and we don't need to go through it again. But it it really is just trying to make something out of nothing when if the buck like the and the other part of it that annoys me is this slander against Chris Middleton in 2022. Chris Middleton was fucking healthy that year. Chris Middleton was an all-star in 2022. Chris Middleton just happened to get hurt in the playoffs, which happens. Guys get hurt in the playoffs. Kevin Durant's got hurt in the playoffs. Russell Westbrook has got hurt in the playoffs. Derrick Rose got hurt in the playoffs. It was not a full season of Chris Middleton being hurt. It's bullshit. And it's it's so annoying because it's like, get your facts a little bit. Just look at basketball reference one goddamn time. Sorry. Yeah,
1: and then and then two, like and then in twenty twenty three, when he finally came back and you know, got his legs underneath him, he was pretty good in the Miami series. I mean it was a right. disappointing disappointing short end of the season, abrupt end, but I mean he, he kinda carried for at least game one, um for the Bucks, but I don't know. We're we're kind of at an interesting spot with the organization, but they're not like super, super hamstrung by the Lopez and Middleton contracts.
0: Well, that's, and that's the other thing next year. Those, those are expired, not Middleton, but Lopez and holiday are expirings and you have first round picks. You can trade. You can figure out a way out of this. There is an eject button that exists that you could say, all right, we're getting out of these deals. We tried it, it didn't work. We're going to get even younger and we're going to try to find more young talent to put around onto Kumbo because there are going to be teams who are like, we have all these young guys, but we have no veteran leadership whatsoever. And we need veteran leadership in order to win championships. And we need championship level guys to show our young guys how to win titles. And, you know, and I think that, like, look at a team like Oklahoma City, right? I'm not saying you're gonna get Shy Gildas Alexander, so slowly roll. Like, what if Oklahoma City is like a sixth seed this year? And they're really good, but it's clear they're a little too young. You're telling me that there's not a couple of those OKC guys you couldn't put in a trade for Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez, or not Chris Middleton, sorry, Drew Holiday and 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 Brooke Lopez. And I'm just using Oklahoma City as a proxy example. Orlando's another one. Uh, you know. What if Sac, you know, Sacramento flames out for a little bit? What if What if that happens? I, I don't. I'm just saying. Like, I I know that there is a way to kind of eject on this, and I think John Horst knows. I John Horst is a smart GM. He's not. He's not a dumb dumb. Like he he knows what he's doing. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I I I, I love John Horst. I, I just think uh, like on the on the Zach Lowe stuff, there was, and not it's not. I don't. I hate to single him out, but. It's not just him, but it's there's like a lot of talking out of both sides of our mouths too. Where it's like, yeah, you, what are you going to do? You're going to let Middleton and Lopez walk, and and then what? Then you're really fucked, right? Who are you signing? You and you can't physically sign someone, right? I mean, maybe, maybe I don't know, you know, a couple, a couple of guys making 15 million or you know something like that. You can maybe do, but what's that going to get you? It's kind of like, what what do you want them to do? You know, I mean. Let them let the guys walk, and oh, it's an aging core. Like, well, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. You want you want to let them walk? You trade them for nothing?
0: And and just to just to cut in, like, is Golden State's core not aging? Haven't they aged? Like, right. why why is that? Is that just a boring conversation to have? The yeah, other well, conversation. Mean, oh, continue.
1: Give Give Golden State another year. It'll it, when when Chris Paul doesn't work, they'll be getting right. hammered. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we have amnesia about about twenty twenty one, no
0: question. Right. Yeah, and and the other the other thing too is
1: we being them.
0: Yes, and going back to our friend Uncle Bill, why is there any worry that Jason Tatum will be unhappy this year? Why is there any concern about that? Marcus Smart, really close yeah. teammate, a brother to him. Grant Williams, I I think, is more liked by players than he is maybe the general public, right? I we call him big teletubby here. But I, I think he's well liked. What if, you know, that doesn't work out and he gets unhappy or Jalen Brown doesn't get the extension.
1: And then Jalen Brown. And then Jalen Brown gets pissed, so then Tatum gets pissed. Right.
0: Like like how is that how is that not as uncertain as what's going on in Milwaukee? I I did this I'm repeating yesterday, but it's it bears repeating. The Bucks are the most well-established Eastern conference team, they have the least amount of things to worry about heading into the year. And it's like, suddenly that's a bad thing for keeping consistency.
1: Right. Well, unless you're the Nuggets, then you get your dick sucked for, for months Yeah. Oh because yeah. they kept it together. They kept it together. Well, yeah, I mean, you're right. They did. So did the Bucks. And then it'll be shitting the Nuggets when they when they're the four seed next year, and you know, Jokic is it's twenty just, pounds overweight. Yeah, like it's yeah. you know, it's I, like, I don't necessarily
0: see that, but yeah, I mean, um, it, you know, it's uh, it's possible. Um, we probably not though. I I do I do think that there is a yeah a little bit of this like we're just gonna pick on the Bucks because they are. We need a new target. We've ran out, kind of to your earlier point. We've just ran out of things to talk about, and so we need yeah, football just, to get I, here. And we're just going to talk. We're just going to talk about. We're going to talk about the the Milwaukee Bucks because there's, Giannis, there's
1: nothing. There's nothing Zion wise, and then the right. game thing is they had to let it breathe for a day or two.
0: Right, and, and the Dame thing has just run its course and been a little weird. Right, well, it's kind
1: of at an at an impasse now. I mean, we've we've sort of it's it kind of feels like both sides are dug in or Portland's not going to do it. And, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to acquiesce. Not at least immediately. And I think now it's, now we go back to, uh, to, you know, manufacturing topics.
0: Right. And it's, you know, to, to transition to uh, the, the hard
1: manufactured topics. Right.
0: (laughs) So, and a, a trade similar to the Dame Lillard one, Aaron Rodgers to New York jets. The jets are announced. That they will be on Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks is, starts second week of the of the August month. And it will be the New York Jets. The NFL selected the Jets. The Jets didn't want to do Hard Knocks, which I thought was uh, definitely an Aaron Rodgers request, uh, if I don't say so myself. And the NFL was like, yeah, too fucking bad. You are the story of the NFL, and we're going to make you it and put you on the, our biggest stage in August. And what I'm wondering, Mitch, is the common Packer fan, maybe not the pinhead, maybe not the cynical, but just the everyday Packer fan. What, what do they care enough to watch every week and hang on every word? Or are they going to go the opposite route and just say, you know what? I'll listen to the pundits talk about it, but I'm not, I don't really want to put myself through this.
1: Yeah. I guess my, my first, would be is is HBO Max or HBO in general widely distributed? I don't know. I don't know the numbers on. But. Uh, it's
0: fi- it's fifteen bucks a month. You can probably get a free trial. Like, it, it's on everybody.
1: The common Packer fan.
0: Yeah. Um, well, that's a good question. I I would say the millennial let's, Packer let's fan. assume it is Just
1: the millennial pack. The...
0: Yeah, the millennial Packer fan probably has a smart TV. Most I would say Absolutely. boomer boomer fans is probably one every five one every three one every four that, ha- yeah, that has yeah. the ability to have hbo max on their on their tvs
1: so but if, you know because i didn't have it forever so sometimes it's right I just, no i don't wonder but but for the sake of argument I'd say most people do i i think i think yes i think yes at least initially people probably it's it's you have the ability to see what your ex is up to right i mean yeah you uh who wouldn't take that opportunity? Right. At least sure. like, for a little bit and just see, Yeah, it's kind of boring. Then maybe, maybe back off for a while.
0: Right. Um, you're hang. you're looking at all their stories. You're looking at their Instagram posts. Like you're just kind of keeping, keeping an eye on, yeah. on what's going on. Like reading I, the comments. I don't, think,
1: I don't think that many Packer fans miss Aaron Rogers. I think there are some, I mean, there are, you have your, you know, your carry the G people, I guess that, you know, love Aaron Rodgers, and and don't see very much benefit to get to trading him at this point. And but I feel like the majority of Packer fans are done with the guy. Um, but I also think I also don't know. Like, I think that like the media or or maybe you know national NFL fans are mm-hmm. like think Rodgers is just some crazy character. I don't really think he is. Like, sure if has he said some weird shit on podcasts or on like at like drug conventions? <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, when he's sort of enabled in that situation, but I I don't think that he's like um day to day, you know, in the, in the locker room. I don't think he's that much of a weirdo. I mean, you know, maybe he'll see, but like, they're obviously going to try to try to get him to do stuff, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, mean. I, I personally have barely watched hard knocks. Mm-hmm. So in my life, I mean, I have, I, Dallas did one I think It was two years ago.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Something like that. Yeah.
1: Three, and I watched a little, couple episodes of that, but I, I don't it's, know. It just doesn't it t- like, and I've said this in like some of our group chats, like I just think it's kind of at this point it's played out. No. Like, yeah. it cares anymore.
0: Well, I think a lot of it too, is the reason why hard knocks was cool pre Twitter days is because you didn't have that inside knowledge. You didn't right. see what was going on every day. You didn't read you didn't
1: have four beat. four hours of NFL talk every single day. Right. You didn't, you, a, didn't, you didn't have NFL network.
0: You didn't have the five fucking beat reporters play by playing training camp. Right. Right. Like now that you have all of that, there's really no need for hard knocks. But HBO HBO and NFL have a relationship. They know it's a it's something that fans watch. I will admit how I usually go with hard knocks as I watch the first and second one. And then by then I'm like, all right, I've kind of filled my cup. Like then Mm -hmm. we're close enough to football that I'll just wait till the real games, similar preseason. It's like, I'll watch the first preseason game. Maybe I'll have a closer eye with Jordan love this year, but it, most of the times I'm going to do it. I think where we can think about like where they do like gotcha stuff with Rogers is I think the preseason topic will be a big one. I think if, you know, they will yeah. try to get into Aaron Rodgers about like why didn't you want to play preseason like what do you think about preseason and also it'll be interesting if Rodgers does step in it how the new york media you know reacts to that right like if he says something that's way out of bounds how will they how will they act what will their approach be is very is very interesting to find out because we really haven't seen a combative Aaron Rodgers and the New York media, yeah, we're going to at some point. And so will Hard Knocks be be the start of that? And I I do also wonder, you know, how much of it will be the jet, Jets just inhaling their farts? Because it felt like Joe Douglas and Robert Salah were just taking victory laps so they got this fucking old quarterback. They And it's, it's very interesting to me. I'm not saying the Jets won't be good because I think that would be – Completely just biased anti-Rodgers propaganda, but I I do wonder how Aaron Rodgers is going to do with a offensive line that is mediocre to average versus one of the best in the NFL.
1: Yeah, and if if honestly if if that conference wasn't so loaded with great quarterbacks, I mean, yeah, I'd maybe think they're better. Sure, or they they would be better because I mean, look, Rodgers won what eight games last yeah. year in the nfc with mm-hmm. very little competition <laughs> so <laughs> um now he's banged up and sure. maybe he comes back healthy but um, you know it's football i mean there's gonna be yeah. constant nagging injuries so i don't know that's a tough division that's a tough conference it's um we'll see but football can't predict ball not in, no not in august or no. or july or, or even september really i mean
0: And I I also wonder how much they're going to – I know Rodgers will be a a focus, but they have a lot of personalities on that team. Like, Sauce Gardner is in Twitter spaces with other defensive backs arguing who's the best defensive back in football right now. Like, that was yesterday he was doing that. Like, he's a wild card. Garrett Wilson's had comments, right? He's he's got – CJ Uzama is, like, built for the media when he's done playing football. Like, they have a bunch of guys – that I think really play well for hard knocks. Bruce yeah. Hall, I think, is pretty good personality, too. Like they have a lot of young guys that are going to look good on a camera, and I, I wonder if the Packer fan who's watching for Rodgers will actually be disappointed that there isn't as much Rodgers, or let's even rephrase that. The Billy Mikes of the world who expect to have, like, a lead A-block topic on Rodgers and hard knocks won't get that every week.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean... Yeah, and, and that's how they typically do those episodes where they right they kind of focus on they'll focus on Rogers for an episode or two totally, and then it'll it'll sort of cool off and right. I mean, you know, really, I think Rogers in theory doesn't have to say anything to the media.
0: No, because
1: because that that's where they're going to get some of the story. I don't know. Hard knocks is not really. It's it's more about like internal stuff, isn't it? I mean, that's, yeah.
0: Right. And they have, they just have their cameras running at all times. So they try to catch everything and there's just cameras everywhere. And that was Rogers big hangup about what's interesting about this is like, that was Rogers big hang up with co- the COVID stuff was he's like, we're being filmed everywhere. Like, I really hate how, you know, it's, there's no privacy. I guarantee you, he is going to be bitching about this. He will because and they are doing training camp early because they have the hall of fame game against the Browns. So they report. I think next next Wednesday, the nineteenth. I guarantee you there will be a big thing about Rogers complaining about Hard Knocks. I I could if I could bet that I would hammer that with the my mortgage payment for next month.
1: They won't show that on the show though.
0: No, no man, maybe I don't know
1: the
0: controversy. Every anything's good. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be it'll be very interesting. Uh, definitely. Well, I'm sure we will have maybe a topic out of it. We'll we'll just have to see.
1: Well, it's funny. We all say we don't care. But then. Oh,
0: yeah. Are. No, that's again, it's Dax, like Dax comparisons. Perfect. Like we're going to be talking about the Jets in, in the fall, like whether it's you and I or me oh, like absolutely. doing solo pods, like we're going to fucking be talking about the Jets and it's it's just going to happen. And that's, that's how it goes. I mean, and, as long as
1: Rodgers is playing games, yeah, it's absolutely going to be right. In our minds. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, You called me uh, that I only care about U.S. soccer because I'm xenophobic before the show. Just want to let you know you're missing a hell of a gold cup. We're 1-1, 112th minute uh, with Panama. All
1: right, all right.
0: Gave up a a goal. Matt Turner came out a goal, gave up a goal. They got a goal back from Jesus Ferreira, who's had seven goals in the gold cup so far. Amazing mullet that Jesus has rocking as well. So that's uh, it's a little uh,
1: where's, where's this being played? FS1. No, have what, what, what city?
0: Oh, San, San Diego.
1: California.
0: Yeah. They're going to get an MLS team. Yep. Oh,
1: of course.
0: They yeah. The, uh, the. It's going to be 50 the... MLS
1: teams before, by the time we're like.
0: Yeah. Milwaukee. At so, Milwaukee will have an MLS team when we're still doing this at 55. And we'll just be yeah. talking about the implications of MLS. It won't even be
1: that long. <laughs> It'll be, it'll be like 10 years from now.
0: Well, I, there was a, I, I didn't really read the articles. I don't care that much, but there was like an article, I think out the other day about USL, which is like the United soccer league, which is what the Milwaukee team is going to go into. I think they're going into the second level of USL and that, that team I think begins in 2026, I want to say. And that, that, and Dave they finally started having conversations about regulation between the between the uh, the three, which is exciting and it's, it's kind of cool.
1: But well, well, I I go back to the Minnesota United. They were a they began play right. in 2017, and there they were in the MLS by like 2020 or 2019 yeah. or something. It's like I get it; it's a little bit of a bigger market, but like still, that was quick, right? Yeah,
0: no, we'll we'll just sort of we'll we'll have to uh, we'll have to see, man. It'll be it'll be interesting. Anything else for the people? How do you think we're gonna do at the Dells this weekend? You think we'll survive? Well, I hope so. Um, us us but... guys, guys who go out kind of regularly, semi-frequently, versus some dads who haven't haven't done it in the
1: done it for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's you kind of wish Vegas had a had a board, don't you? Oh I yeah, I mean with with you know if there's different props to to hit on would be well, would be kind of nice.
0: You and I are driving driving in on uh on on uh Thursday tomorrow today. So maybe you and I will hammer those odds out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll love we'll that uh, time in the uh in the car ride over, but we will talk to you guys next week. We'll see what happens Brewers wise. We'll be closer to training camp and I'm sure other Milwaukee topics. Maybe we'll try to invent more Giannis uh drama. Who knows? Uh but we'll uh we'll be back next week, uh hopefully after a successful Brewer's Red series. But you know, knowing knowing our luck, we'll we'll go from uh oh, excited about the second half to uh oh everything's fucked.
1: <laughs> like it's- yeah, it's it's gonna be it's it's a big stretch and totally. It's a huge, huge couple of weeks here.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, man. Take care everybody. Have a good one, have a good rest of your week. See you Monday. Peace. Peace.